Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Home Trust Bank. Dream travel requires smart financial planning. Get ready for what's next with a local banking partner you can trust. Dream big with Home Trust Bank. Visit htb.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, Amazon, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who not only love to travel, they're eager to resume traveling. My guest today is Mark Gordon-Smith. He's the founder of Private Italy Tours, and Mark has traveled across Italy for over 35 years, and he is the heart and soul of Private Italy Tours. Mark just returned from a four-week trip to and across Italy, and for those of you considering a trip to Italy in the next several months, Mark will share how easy, based on his experience, travel is today. And ciao, Marco. It's so lovely to to talk to you today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Meryl. Well, Mark, we have been bombarded with all kinds of information that just seems intent on frightening us, maybe, into not traveling. And I really want to find out what it was like for you to, A, make this decision that you were going to actually open up a tour, take people to Italy, and travel again. Give us some backstory on how that all came to play after this last unfortunate time that we've had. Well, the the part of it was trying to maintain a balance between what we are being told in so many different means of communication and a real desire to get back to Italy. And it, it, it's a real balance because you don't want to take an unnecessary risk. Nobody does. 
the Puglia trip, our trips, typically all of them, uh, with rare exception, are outdoors. We're outdoors a great deal of the time. When we are in churches and museums, the groups which run between 12 and 14, usually, are, are tightly together. We do have a guide. It was, no question, something of a calculated risk. The, the desire to get back was balanced with solid information from our vendors and partners in Italy who said, we are following the guidelines. Uh, you wear masks when you're inside. If you go into a restaurant or a museum, you present your CDC card, which is the equivalent in Europe of the green card, which now Italy has digitized. You can get tested at the local pharmacies. And I think probably the biggest hurdle was getting over my own hesitation of getting in for a PCR test, which was complicated on the side of the Atlantic, and all of that came back negative. So it was a calculated, balanced, well-reasoned decision to go. And I spoke to all of the clients who had paid for the trip. We discussed it openly. And to a person, they said, we trust you. We understand there's something of a risk, but we really want to go. We want to get back to traveling. Well, what was it like that pre-departure time? What was it like when you were at the airport and actually having put all this research together, you know, talk to everybody who is going, and now it's actually time to go? Give us an idea of what it was like when you were at the airport going into the international terminal again. The, uh, I, I actually left out of Chicago on this one because I switched from United. I flew Swiss uh, through Zurich into Florence and back home. Um, I have to admit that when I was in line getting ready to check in, uh, there was a form you had to fill out through the Swiss website called the European Union Passenger Locator Form, PLF for short. I had it filled out, printed it, brought it with me along with my negative test result my boarding pass and so on. I was never asked for the PLF throughout the entire trip. There were additional forms required to fill out online for Puglia because Puglia was very heavily hit by two waves of COVID. And that was filled out, was never asked for them. My experience was that the use of those forms helps people really think through the decision to travel. And I found it a great relief to know that I didn't have to worry about having the form because I was never asked for it. But also it was a great relief just psychologically to board an aircraft with a mask on and know that people on that plane had taken the time to complete the forms. People were being safe and smart. So the buildup for me more was nervousness about a negative test on a PCR, which I had three times. I took three PCR tests just to be sure. Um, and by the time I came back, all they needed was the uh, quick test. And that was very easy to do in Italy. The testing process in Italy is very easy. So I'm a little off track. I will tell you, and I'll tell everyone listening to this, that even though the forms were filled out, I was not asked to present them. The check-in process was easy. Boarding was as normal as it can be. It was a joy to be on the way to Europe again. It was. Well, what was it like? I, I think people are are maybe a little hesitant or concerned. And I know that there's a drive in each of us who want to travel and who are ready to get back to international travel, especially. But what is it like to wear a mask for a long period of time like that? 
Um, I, I will say that that was a little bit of a concern. My experience was that, and this was true regardless of class of service, um, we boarded with masks on, uh, taxi takeoff was all good. Once we got up in the air, they began to service. When you were sitting at your seat, everyone took off their masks to eat or drink. So there was a little bit of a break. Um, when I went into the restroom, um, I would take off my mask just to breathe a little bit of normal air. The flight attendants were attentive. And I will say that you cannot wear a cloth mask on the aircraft. They insist on a 95 or just a regular surgical mask, the one that most people wear now. So uh, from time to time, except when I was sleeping, I would pull the mask away from my face and breathe a little bit, not to be incautious. It wasn't that bad. I will say when I got into the terminal in Zurich and I got to a place where I could get outside, I took it off because it was nice to breathe the air, but I didn't find it particularly onerous. And it was nice that everyone else complied. There was no problems on the flight at all. And then really. once you departed the, the plane, like you said, you got out, you were outside, you were able to mm -hmm. take the mask off for a little while. Sure. When you arrived in Florence, what did that feel like for you, having not been there in so long? Well, I, I told, uh, I've told a number of friends before I left that when I got off the jetway, I was going to get, because in Florence, you board outdoors. It's the old way of climbing a set of stairs, that I was going to get on, the, on my knees and kiss the tarmac because I was so happy to be back. Although it was raining when I arrived, so I didn't do that. Um, it was, in a way, bizarre, Marilyn. I expected more controls and more things to interfere with uh, the uh, process of arrival. I walked down the jetway. I got in the bus with everyone, like you do in Europe, with my mask on. Walked through the terminal. No one stopped me. I picked up my bag. No one stopped me. Walked right into the sidewalk, got in a taxi, and went to the hotel. And it felt like a million bucks. I can only imagine, Mark. Wow. It really did. I am so excited for you that you were able to do that. And when we come back from the break, I want to I want to hear more about what it was like once you were really there with the other people. I want to find yes. out what is on your agenda for 2022. I think a lot of people are going to start really thinking about going to Europe again. Yes. Tell us your website, Mark, before we go to break so that people can oh, sure. be looking and even signing up for one of your trips. We're offering seven different itineraries next year, beginning in the spring, all the way through late October. Uh, the website is private-italy.com, and we hope you'll join us. Well, I am looking forward to joining you at some point, and I know that people still have a lot of a lot of questions. And so I'm really mm -hmm. glad to have you here on Speaking of Travel Today, Mark, so that we can hear from kind of an insider what it's like to mm -hmm. to do what you just did. So again, thank you so much for being on Speaking My of pleasure, Travel. My pleasure, Marilyn. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Mark Gordon-Smith of Private Italy Tours. We're talking about traveling to to Florence and Italy and Puglia and just what it's like right now to get on a plane and go do something as spectacular as traveling to Italy. We'll be right back. Every story has its beginning. 
a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And here with me today is Mark Gordon-Smith, the founder, actually the heart and soul of Private Italy Tours. And Mark, it is so reassuring for me, and I'm sure for my listeners as well, to know that you can still travel to Europe, specifically to Italy, and have a good time. It sounds like you had a great time. I really did. Um, And and I do want to say that I realize people, I I don't want to sound careless about a decision to travel. I realize right now things are iffy. I just want to give people the confidence that says there are a lot of Americans returning to Italy. Uh, When I first got there, the Germans, the French and the Netherlands, the Dutch were more prevalent. By the time I left, I heard Americans everywhere. And it was really encouraging to hear that. It really was. Well, tell us a little about the tour in Puglia and and how the people came together. I I also want to really encourage everybody to not only go to your website, but your your photos on your Instagram are so beautiful. So well, uh, I definitely would drive people over there so they can see how how much fun you all were having and how beautiful it was and how safe it seemed that you were being mm-hmm. outside. Tell us a little bit about what that was like, having these people in the group and and some of the itinerary that you did. Okay, the, the itinerary was intended to start in Bari, which is on the Adriatic coast, the north Adri- Adriatic coast of the province of Puglia. Puglia is the heel of the boot of Italy. It's the best way to describe where it is. The Salento, which is at the center of the heel of the boot, there's a city called Lecce, called the Florence of the South, it's gorgeous, is near where our villa was. Um, The group had, a number of people in our group had tickets on Alitalia, which filed bankruptcy before they flew. Those flights were canceled. And typical to our service, we arranged a private van to meet those clients in Rome. And we rode down with them together. Uh, it was about a five-hour transfer, but it all worked out just fine. And I flew to Rome to meet the clients so that they had someone from our company with them on the way down. The villa is in a small village. Uh, all of the staff at the villa had been vaccinated. We were able to take off our masks in the course of our time throughout our stay at the villa so that there was no worry about people perhaps being unvaccinated, that kind of thing. The majority of the trip is focused on outdoor sites, cities like uh, Gallipoli, um, Lecce. We went into Basilicata to visit the old, very, very ancient city, 50,000-year-old ancient city of Matera, uh, where people used to live in caves uh, up until the 1970s. And the history, the beauty of the mountains, the food, all came to us very easily. The Italians have paid great attention to the vaccination process, and we were grateful for that. 
in general, when we were in cities, people were wearing masks on the street. When we went into museums or uh, excuse me, churches, we'd wear masks. But it was never, it was almost transparent in a way, Marilyn. People were very comfortable with that process. On occasion, we'd be asked for the CDC card because we don't have a digitized green card yet. I think that's coming. I hope so. We tried to make it as easy, as worry-free uh, as it could be. The drivers in our vans were all vaccinated, so we could ride together in the van without a mask on, which also made it comfortable. And that all helped reinforce getting back to what I would now call a more normal travel experience. Um, we had an absolute riot with the cook at the villa. She's an absolute hoot. And we just had a great time. Everyone on that trip was so grateful to be back in Italy and able to relax and experience the real culture. Well, nobody, I'm sure, more than you, having not been able to go for so long and finally being able to go back. So, Mark, give us an idea of what you have planned for 2022 as we move forward and what you're thinking as far as bringing people back to Italy. We are offering seven itineraries right now for 22. We start in May uh, with a two-week trip to the Veneto and Tuscany. Then I reposition down to the valley, the Umbrian Valley near Lake Trasimeno to have a trip of 12 days to the province of La Marche, which is not a very well-known province in Umbria. Most people know Assisi. They might know Perugia, but Umbria is glorious. And so is Macerata and other cities in La Marche. We then have a two-day trip to, two-week trip, excuse me, to the lake region in northern Italy. We have 10 days at a villa on the shores of one of the lakes, and we go to Bologna for the last four days to experience some of the best food in Italy. Then we have a break. Uh, then I'm back in Sicily and Amalfi in September. And then in October, we're, we have a repeat tour to Puglia and Basilicata. Things may change between now and then, and I'm sure we'll have some challenges for some of the tours, but we're hopeful that people will gain some confidence and will join us in Italy. You can't beat it. <laughs> I mean, Italy, you just can't. I love Italy so much, and I always mm. enjoy being able to hear from you what's going on and, and how just how glorious it really is to be there. Mark, give us an idea as we begin to start planning and thinking about 2022 as far as international travel, getting into perhaps a group situation like you have going on, where would you recommend that we go for for some resources? Because we really need to do our homework before we do anything. I, I, I have relied, very, and I continue to rely very heavily on the U.S. Embassy website for the State Department out of Rome. It is, has proven to be a very factual, balanced, I will use the words unemotional just because sometimes you can write things that flare up, uh, way to approach the facts regarding travel to Italy. I checked it yesterday. Nothing has changed so far relative to the impact of this newest development on getting into Italy and leaving. How do you get in? What tests are required? I'd like to remind the folks that are listening that you no longer have to have a PCR test to enter Italy. Now it's just the, the quick test. What we call the antigen test is sufficient for boarding. So things are getting easier in that regard. Relative to other places, I, I don't want to misquote here. I just really, I would say, rely on the embassy website. It is truly a factual good reference to use. That's really great. And of course, going to your website and 
signing up for your newsletter. I just want to give you a big shout out for that, Mark, because I've been on your well, newsletter you. uh, list for quite some time, and and they're timely. They are uh, so fascinating. The history that you give us and the the beautiful photography. Tell us again how we can hook up with you and connect with you and and really dig deeper into planning a trip to Italy next year. Okay, thanks, Marilyn. The the newsletter, uh, and well, let me do the website, is private-italy.com. And on our homepage, there is a, a header link to our travel blog, which is where you can find that information. And on the right side of the homepage, you can sign up for our newsletter. There is a way to just enter your email. I promise you we don't sell your name to everybody in the world. It's just for our use uh, to add you to our email distribution. Um, my most recent newsletter specifically talks about in more detail the travel experience I just had. I just got back three weeks ago uh, to give you some more details about how that went. Well, I can't thank you enough, Mark. It's always a pleasure to have you on Speaking of Travel. I'll look forward to next year being able to talk more about your trips and get a update on what it was like for you to travel at each step of the way. Because like you said, Things are changing all the time. We need to stay up to date, stay current, mm -hmm. but at the same time, make plans. Make plans now. Absolutely. And I do want to say very briefly and quickly, Marilyn will be joining us on a tour next year so that she'll have an opportunity to experience what that what our clients go through. And I'm looking forward to that very much. Well, very I am much. so much looking forward to that, Mark. And again, thank you for being on Speaking of Travel. We'll stay in touch. We'll... Definitely, if you aren't already on Mark's newsletter email list, do that now because you will not be sorry. So, Mark, Thanks, we'll talk Marla. to you again soon. Okay. Ciao. Grazie mille. Well, thank you, Mark, for being on Speaking of Travel today. You know, with the holidays right around the corner, maybe you can't go to Italy, but you can go visit Rutherford County, which is right here in western North Carolina. Coming up next is Don Kaysen. He's the executive director for the Rutherford County Tourism Development Authority. And he's going to fill us in on some fun-filled, family-friendly winter activities. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe, along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Travel is on the rise these days, and significant trips require smart financial planning. That's why Home Trust Bank is a valuable investment resource. They're a local, community-focused partner who can help manage your finances so your dream trip can become a reality. Travel light and leave your money worries behind. Connect with your local Home Trust Bank team member or visit htb.com. Home Trust Bank, helping you get ready for what's next. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. 
Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. As people are becoming more comfortable and traveling again, it's still essential to check the current requirements before booking your travel and before you leave, because those regulations might change, and there are changes happening every day. But there are some great benefits of traveling as soon as you're ready. And when it comes to the travel and tourism industry these days, it's always a good idea to speak to those in the know. My guest today is Don Kaysen. He's the executive director for the Rutherford County Tourism Development Authority right here in beautiful Western North Carolina. Don has over 20 years of tourism and economic development experience and is certainly living the dream over there in Rutherford County because it is a great destination in any season. And I can tell you this fall was no exception. There were some pretty impressive fall foliage going on over there, and I am excited to hear about the upcoming winter activities. And Don, welcome to Speaking of Travel. Marilyn, thank you. It's it's my honor and privilege to be with you today. Well, Don, I have spent a lot of time over in your neck of the woods, and I can tell you that Lake Lure and Blue Ridge Foothills area really packs so much to see and do. And I know for me, one visit is never enough. So you really must have a lot of fun over there with everything going on. Yes, we do have a lot going on. I know you mentioned about the fall. We had a fabulous fall season. The leaf season seemed to just keep going on and on. So we're now getting ready for our winter season and uh, got a lot of things going on there. You're exactly right. Well, tell us a little bit about what's going on. I know one of my very favorite things is to see Santa repelling off a chimney rock. Now, is that still going on this year? It is. It is. Um, As you mentioned, that's great. On December the 11th at Chimney Rock State Park, we will be uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus will be there at the state park. And on that day, Uh, Santa will be repelling down the largest chimney in almost anywhere and at 315 feet he'll be coming down off the chimney rock and then Santa and Mrs. Claus will be available for the children throughout the day there on that day which is December 11th and then in Forest City we have a number of things it is one of it is a light spectacular Uh, starting November 25th through January 2nd there will be a light show every night. They'll turn the lights on at 530 and they go till 1130 at night and downtown Main Street. But there's over a million lights through the Main Street town. There's a number of eateries and shopping. Um, they have Santa Claus will be at Santa's house will be there. There's ice skating and then also um, hay rides and carriage rides and everything. Forest City will just be lit up and have a wonderful Christmas season. Well, there is just so much going on, not only in the holiday season, but really year round. You've got hiking trails. And of course, we mentioned Chimney Rock and so much great shopping with lots of mom and pop shops going everywhere. And and we were talking earlier about how big Rutherford County is. You've got a lot going on with a lot of towns and activities year round. Let's talk a little about that, Don. Sure. Okay. Yes. And, uh, to that point, we've got seven municipalities within the uh, county, and three of those municipalities are connected to our Thermal Belt Rail Trail. You've got Forest City, Spindale, and Ruth and Rutherford that are all connected with uh, our Thermal Belt Rail Trail. 
and it is a 12 and a half mile track that is 12 feet wide, very easy trail. And it drive the trail goes out in the out into the open area, but it also goes right through those downtown. So it's kind of got a little bit of everything going through there. And it's a good, easy ride for all the bicyclists and hikers and joggers out there. So um, we're excited about that. That trail is just within a year old. So we're really excited about what that has. And then something that's really new and exciting in Rutherford County is our Jellystone Golden Valley Park. Jellystone Park, it's a year-round, picturesque, 600-acre park out in uh and it has accommodations with luxury cabins and lodges hookups for rvs camping glamping tents and cabins fishing water playground water park slides huge swimming pools hiking trails and an 18 hole mini putt golf um, but that is new to rufford county and we're just excited about what that is and that's a year-round facility that is out in Golden Valley here in Rutherford County. Well, Don, I can't wait to get out there. I feel like I just want to move in right now because there's so much to see and do. And I love that glamping. That's so much fun. And then the the thermal trail, you really, I can't even fathom that you have so much going on and it's every season. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you a little bit about too is how you have really been able to bring all of your destinations together to create this quality of life that anybody would want to come in and be there. Let's talk about that just a little bit. Yes. And we have a countywide asset development plan that is called Rutherford Bound. And if you go to rutherfordbound.com, you'll learn more about it. But our community just over about four years ago voted to focus on the future of Rutherford County and what we wanted our tourism assets to look like and our quality of life for our citizens. So we have a 20-year plan. It's a $30 million project investment to revitalize all of our tourism assets and create different projects, whether it's some of the trails or pocket parks or greenways or just any type of activities, dog parks, but it's just all kinds of basically quality of life issues throughout the county. But when you build a better place for people to live, work, and play, you build a place people want to visit. So that's pretty much the theme of what we're focused on for the future for Rutherford County. Well, and also I know that it is extremely important for you and your county to keep Rutherford County beautiful. And that's a, a grassroots community litter sweep that you started. And just knowing that you all are doing your part to keep us safe and healthy and to be able to have uh, this kind of grassroots program going on says so much about who you are as a, a place to be and a place to visit. Yes, and it is. And it's, I appreciate you mentioning that because it's called Keep Rutherford County Beautiful. And it came out of a local citizen group that wanted to focus on pick, helping pick up litter. Well, our county commissioners were, that was something that they had a passion for and said, we really need to focus on, uh, again, keeping our community clean. So the TDA got involved with that local group and it was called Pick Up Roco. And then it went into the TDA coming in, getting involved because tourists, we wanted to make a good positive first impression. So we picked up litter. So for the last three years, we have been, the committee gets, or the community gets together twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall and pick up litter throughout the community and and we've had great success and sadly to say we have to pick up tons and tons of trash but we do that i know it's sad it's kind of like oxymoron to say hey it's great that we picked up trash but 
it's sad that it's all there, but we wanted to provide our citizens that live here, but also the guests that come and visit a more clean area. So we are focused on what Rutherford County can be, you know, how we can be better in the future. Absolutely. Well, that says so much about your community and all the more reason why we love to come over there and, and visit and there's so much to see and do. Tell us how we can get more information, Don, so that we can plan a trip over there ourselves. You can go to our website, which is visitncsmalltowns.com and go there and everything you can see and do will be noted there. And then you can also order a travel guide and we can mail that out to you. Or if you want to talk to somebody and get some information, you can give us a call on our 800 number, which is 800-849-5998. And give us a call and you can talk to a representative that can give you all the information that you need. And we just want to encourage those that all your listeners to come and see us here in Rutherford County and just come here to Rutherford County and create memories that last. We want you to create moments that matter um, with you and your family. Well, it's such a great destination, too, because you have so many outside opportunities. You've got so many restaurants and dining opportunities. There's just such a variety. So I want to encourage everybody to get over to that website so you can get more information on how you can plan your perfect winter, any season of the year getaway over there to Rutherford County. And Don, just like it, one visit is not enough over there, one conversation about Rutherford County on speaking of travel is not enough. So I would love to have you back again and really go a little bit deeper and talk more about what you have going on and the direction that you all are taking to make sure that everybody stays safe. Well, Marilyn, I've enjoyed this time with you and I would welcome that opportunity to do more because you're right. There is a lot going on here in Rutherford County and, and we're proud and excited about where things are going. Well, thanks, Don. I know I'm ready to get over there again and again and again. Well, listen, if you're taken to the skies this holiday season to visit your family and friends, there's going to be tons of people traveling right now. Millions of people are expected to fly, nearly twice as many as last year. So you are going to want to be prepared for a drama-free experience. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey. She's the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development over at the Asheville Regional Airport. She's going to fill us in on how we can fly safer and what to expect for those who are eager to travel during the holidays and where to go for some sun and fun, too. So stay tuned. Why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. 
Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. All right, well, I'm already thinking of an escape from the cold. As the world is adjusting to new normals, I'm looking for those classic winter sun destinations to cure my letdown that I know will happen after the holidays. A winter vacation is a great cure for the winter blahs, and everyone has a different goal when it comes to winter travel. For me, it has to be fun in the sun, lively nightlife, beaches, and great sunsets. Well, lucky for me, the Asheville Regional Airport just added a new flight to one of the best island destinations in the U.S. In fact, the most southernmost point, Key West. Key West is a beach town with great parties, endless sandy coastlines, and year-round sunshine. And now it's a direct flight. Yay! I know there are a lot of Key West fans out there, so let's hear from Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, and find out all the deets. Well, Tina, thank you for being here. I'm excited about this new flight. I can tell, Marilyn. I think I think you need to hop on that flight. Well, you know, I'm always ready for a getaway, especially when there's sunshine. So tell us how this all evolved and what, what airline it is and how we can get on and get out to, to the most southernmost point of the U.S. So I would imagine a lot of uh, listeners are familiar with Allegiant. That is the airline that announced the new flight to Key West. And they have a pretty large presence in Western North Carolina. They've been here for over 10 years. And Key West is their 17th nonstop destination that they fly out of Asheville. So that's pretty incredible. And I will tell you that when this was announced, the feedback from travelers in the region was just off the charts. So we know that this is a, going to be a very popular option for travelers. So yeah, it uh, they fly twice a week and they will take you right to Key West. So you'll start your morning in the mountains and just a couple of hours later, you can be enjoying a margarita or a slice of key lime pie. Um, in the southernmost point of the United States. It's it's pretty great. And being a big fan of Papa Hemingway, I can tell you I have been to Key West. I've been to his house before. He's got the six-toed cats all mm-hmm. still hanging around there. It's just such a, a warm and, and comfortable place there. And I just love it. And I love that the Asheville Regional Airport is having... A legion as a partner now and really being able to take these nonstop flights all around. Give us some other ideas of where Legion is taking us these days. Sure. So their model is to take people to leisure vacation destinations. So we're interesting because not only are people hopping on airplanes here to go to fabulous destinations such as Key West. Denver, Las Vegas, um, a multitude of other Florida destinations, the D.C. area into Baltimore, Boston, uh, Chicago, Austin, Houston. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. But 
people from those areas are hopping on the Allegiant Plains to come to this destination, which is Western North Carolina. So it's a really good model. Um, you know, we fit very well. Well, I would say so. And what that is doing for our economy here in Western North Carolina is spectacular. And, you know, that's something we've talked about here on Speaking of Travel before is the collaboration that the airport has with the community and bringing more people here to visit and and maybe even eventually call Asheville and Western North Carolina home. So it's definitely become quite a hub. Absolutely. And it's it's so much fun. And you know, I have a personal goal. I want to fly every nonstop route that we have in Asheville. We've got 25 now, um, and I've made a pretty good dent there, but I've got a few more to go, and Key West is one of those. Well, Tina, I think maybe that could be one of our, our little uh, getaways together. You keep me up to date <laughs> on that. Well, listen, I want to segue a little bit into holiday travel right now because, you know, as I said earlier, looking for these destinations to get away. It's cold. Now it's going to be the holidays. There's a lot of buzz in the air right now as far as what is it going to be like for people when they start to travel, especially by air, just in the next couple of weeks. What are you guys doing over there to prepare for this? Well, we just had the busiest travel week of the year, which is Thanksgiving week. And we did a lot of preparatory work um, and it went very well. And I think that what we continue to do is advise travelers to just be aware that during the holidays, it's busy at airports. It's very busy. Be ready for longer lines. Be ready for uh, a little bit longer search for a parking spot you know, those kinds of things. Sometimes it takes longer to go through security screening. People have their coats and their hats and all their stuff that they're taking with them during their holiday travels. They bring gifts. They, you know, so it's just, um, there's a lot involved. So be ready for that. But I also think that it's highly important for travelers to do their research ahead of time and really know real time what is going on with uh, COVID-19 and uh, restrictions, new restrictions that potentially could be in place in their uh, final destination so that, you know, you're prepared. And do you have to have a negative COVID test uh, within a certain amount of time before you arrive in your final destination? Will you have to quarantine when you get there? You know, those, those things have not gone away in some areas. And in fact, uh, some new restrictions are emerging as additional variants are rearing their heads in our world. So travelers really do have to be savvy and, um, you know, don't take anything for granted. Do your research. And one place we can do our research is right there at your website. You have a lot of information. I know it's always kept current and up to date with new regulations, what people need to to know. Give us uh, uh, how we can get that information right off of your website and how we can stay connected with the airport so that we can stay current as well. Absolutely. Um, Visit us at flyavl.com. Dot com, And we do have a special page dedicated to um, 
how to travel smart during these new times, not so new anymore. A couple of years we've been navigating a pandemic world, uh, but we do have uh, helpful links there. Good, another good option is to stay in touch with your airline's website as well. That is all good info. And Tina, I can't thank you enough for being on Speaking of Travel and keeping us up to date. And I was serious about that Key West flight. So uh, sometime let's make a plan and maybe we can pack our bags and head down there ourselves. That sounds awesome. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Mark and Don for being on Speaking of Travel this week. Well, the holidays are indeed upon us. I was driving home on the Sunday after Thanksgiving and the roads were crowded with people in record numbers, a trend that is certain to continue as more people begin to generally feel more comfortable about traveling. The same is true with flying, as Tina said, and it's important to know what to expect ahead of the busy holiday season, from staying safe to preparing for long waits and even higher costs. If you're planning a trip this holiday season, practice patience now. Create a strategy to be more patient. Go ahead, give it a try. Better to be a pro than all stressed out when you're going on a holiday trip. Begin by recognizing what agitates you and identify what you're feeling and causing you to get all hot and bothered. Then reframe how you think about it. Maybe put yourself in someone else's shoes. Whatever is triggering your impatience really isn't about you. There's an old Chinese proverb that says, one moment of patience may ward off great disaster. One moment of impatience may ruin a whole life. Practice with the small stuff today, and before you know it, each mindful choice will help you build on each other, and you'll find you can develop a kinder, gentler approach. Try stepping back to see the situation from a broader perspective. And when a situation tests your patience, ask yourself, will this really matter in a year, in a month, tomorrow? Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Joy.